Welcome to Found in Space, a science podcast for kids and teens. Do we have proof aliens are real? So, Rosemary, thank you for this amazing question. This is fantastic. Let's go ahead and jump right into this. So the short answer is no, we don't. However, many scientists think that life probably does exist beyond Earth. And what we're going to do is talk about why we think that's the case. What evidence do we have? And how are we actually searching for life beyond Earth? for aliens, right? So first of all, life here on Earth is amazing. There's so much life here, so many different kinds of life. Now, typically we say life and what do we think of? Well, we think of humans, right? And maybe we think of cats and dogs and elephants and bumblebees. And we might think about things that aren't animals like trees and grass and things like that. But there's a lot more than just animals and plants. We think about animals and plants because that's the scale that we live on and it's what we notice and what we interact with. But life is really, really diverse and life lives in many different places. Pretty much everywhere that we have looked on Earth and in Earth, up above in the air on Earth as well. So that stuff that we're walking on, the dirt, that's full of life. In fact, so much so we call it soil. But if we start digging down, we go down kilometers, we still find life. Now, the life that we find down there doesn't look like very much to us with our eyes because they're microbes. Microbes are microscopic organisms. So micro meaning small or macro. You could call it macrobes if you wanted. Nobody really uses that term, but it's kind of fun. I like it. We're macrobes. But when we talk about life on the micro scale, they can be really, really different. They all kind of look the same. They basically look like little tiny balls or little tiny sticks right? Maybe some of them are kind of squiggly sticks. They look like punctuation marks, like periods and commas and little question marks. But what they do is so different. Some of them live in very, very hot environments, environments that would be so hot that they would boil us. And some of them live in really, really cold environments that would literally freeze us. Some of them don't need oxygen. Some of them do need oxygen. Right? We have to have oxygen. We have to have this very narrow range of temperature. We have to have the right amount of light, the right amount of salinity, right? That would be how much salt there is. If there's too much salt, we can't survive. But there's some things that love like lots of salt. So again, everywhere we look, down in the ground, the bottom of the ocean, floating up in the atmosphere, on the sides of volcanoes, we find life. And what this has been helping us understand is that Life is really, really good at surviving. Life can live in many different kinds of environments. Now, there's a lot of environments beyond Earth. 
And this comes to the first reason that many scientists believe there's probably life beyond Earth. And that is because the universe is huge, unimaginably huge. Now, there's only a small portion of it that is close enough to us that we can easily study because we are from Earth. And if we want to go somewhere, we've got to build a rocket, we've got to launch there, we've got to travel there, or we can do that as a person or as a robot. But it takes a really long time. It's really hard to get things places. Now we can also use light and we can look from a distance. But the farther away we are from the thing that we're looking at, the less and less we can tell about it. Now we've got some really cool techniques, some tricks that we're going to talk about in a minute for how we can study things even from a distance. But even in just our neck of the woods, our local area, there are dozens and dozens of planets in our own system that could potentially have life. So that's our own system. We can talk more about things called IWOWs, internal water ocean worlds. And we have places that are kind of, they have some similarities to Earth, some that are a little bit different. But if we just go over to our neighboring stars, we think that most stars have planets and they probably have just like us, dozens of potential worlds, if not hundreds of potential worlds where maybe we could find life. Now in our galaxy, we think that there's in the range of about 250 billion stars. Most of those stars probably have planets, right? And now that's just thinking that life has to be on planets. Could life be on asteroids or comets deep inside of them? What about small moons that aren't actually planets, like the big planetary moons, like say Europa, that would be a great place to look for life. So there's a lot of locations. And of course, that's also assuming that life has to be on something, that life couldn't be in space, in the vacuum of space itself. So there are potentially trillions upon trillions of worlds that just within our own galaxy, that there could be life. And then there are hundreds of billions of galaxies that we can see from Earth, each with their own trillions of places that life might be able to exist. So there's a pretty good chance that life arose somewhere else. Now, have we found it? Ooh, that's the tricky part. No, we haven't. So we've only really just started looking, but we also haven't looked in many places. We haven't looked very hard yet. Now, hopefully we will in the future. Now, what's the second reason that we think that there might be life beyond Earth? We said that Space is really big, right? But also, we find the ingredients for life like ours all over the place. So the little molecules that make us up are made from smaller things called elements. Now, wherever we look, we see the same set of elements all over the place. Those are the elements on the periodic table by the way. And so things like carbon and oxygen and hydrogen, those are things that we're made from. And nitrogen and phosphorus, those are very abundant. So we find them on other planets. And we find them in combinations of ways that could be used to make life like us. So there's a lot of places and there's plenty of ingredients for life. 
I've said that we haven't found them. So how are we searching for life? Well, the first tricky thing is that how do we even recognize life if we see it? So if the life is really similar to us and we see somebody flying around in a spaceship that has a head and four limbs and a face like we do and talks and does all the stuff that humans do, well, that's easy for us to recognize. But who knows? Maybe there aren't aliens like that out there. Maybe humans are the only ones and most aliens actually look like giant floating jellyfish. Or what if they don't look animal or plant-like at all? What if they're a whole civilization of microscopic cells that communicate over vast distances? I mean, there's who knows what life could be like. So the first thing we have to do is try and narrow down what is life going to look like and how do we find it? So just, just to narrow our searches. Now, eventually, maybe we're going to find life really different than ours, but we're starting by looking for life that we would be able to recognize, that does the things that we do, uses the sorts of things that we do. So we know that life here on Earth, all the life that we talked about at the beginning, all uses water. Whether it's a cactus in the middle of the desert, or it's a microbe at the bottom of the ocean, or a tardigrade next to a volcano. All of us, we all use water. So we start by looking for places that might have water and we look for places that have sources of energy because life as we know it needs energy, right? And then we also start looking for certain biosignatures, things that are associated with life often. Like if we found a bunch of ozone in the atmosphere, in the air of a planet, and that planet also had water on it, and it also had lots of carbon and a nearby star, we might say, hmm, maybe there could be life here. Now, we can't go to that planet yet with our rockets. We don't have fast enough space travel to get there. So what we have to do is we have to look at the light that either is bouncing off of that planet or is coming through the atmosphere of that planet from its stars. And when we study that light, we study the color of the light, this is called spectroscopy, we can find out what things are made from without actually even having to touch them. So we use spectroscopy to study the planets that we have found and see if maybe they have some of the ingredients. Now here's another thing that we do. This is called SETI. So SETI is the search for extraterrestrial intelligence. So extraterrestrial is beyond Earth. Earth, Terra means Earth, and then intelligence. And we're looking for other civilizations because there could be life that is all over the place, right? But when we look for aliens, usually we're talking about finding other people, right? We're talking about trying to find other civilizations. Now, they won't be humans because humans are from Earth, but maybe on another planet, there's a civilization that's kind of like us. Maybe they have language and music and books and things like that, but maybe they are elephant creatures or something like that. It's really fun to think about what they might be. but. We said, well, humans, we figured out how to use things like radio for communication. And radio keeps going forever. You point a radio, you send a signal into space. It's radio as a form of light. So it'll just keep going until it hits something. 
So if we use radio telescopes and we pay very, very close attention, our hope is that maybe we could receive a signal that was sent out by an alien civilization, maybe on purpose, maybe they sent a signal out to try to communicate, or maybe it was just on accident, right? As humans, all the things that we broadcasted on the radio, on TV, those all just keep going out and we're sending all kinds of radio out into space. Maybe one day somebody could hear us. Now here's the thing though. Remember we said space is really, really big. So space might be full of aliens, but maybe those aliens are 20,000 light years away. So it would take 20,000 years for that signal to go back and forth. And even if they're in the closest star system to us, let's say they're in the Alpha Centauri system, it would take four years for our signal to get to them and four years for it to get back. So if we do find aliens in the near future, they probably won't be aliens that we can have conversations with. We would just kind of be aware that they existed and we'd be able to study each other from a very far distance. Now that's looking for alien civilizations. Maybe, we don't know, we might find life on Mars, deep underground, or in the oceans of Europa or the oceans of Pluto. We've only just started to search, but because the universe is so big, there's a lot of places to search and we are really, really excited for what we might find one day. Okay, well, Rosemary, brilliant question. Thank you so much for asking. And if any of you listening have a question that you would like to ask on the podcast, please have your folks send that in to the email in the description. We'd love to talk about it here on the podcast. And I hope that you all have dark skies and remember to stay curious. <laughs>